And welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Friday or weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Great to be with you here as we head into the week before Thanksgiving. And uh, hard to believe that uh, Thanksgiving is just a few days away. And we will talk a little bit about some of the things that Islander fans have to be thankful for in uh, one of our shows coming up this week. And, uh, you know, should be uh, interesting, and I'm kind of wondering what is on the minds of Islander fans with regard to that. But first, today, we've got a lot to get to. We'll discuss a uh, what I think is a far-fetched trade rumor involving Josh Bailey. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, fisherman jerseys and the retro jerseys. We'll talk a little bit about uh, our Islanders' birthday of the day. And some uh, unexpected snags in negotiations right now between the NHL and the NHL Players Association as they look to get the season started. Again, their target date is January 1st, and folks, that's, uh, what, six weeks away. So uh, hopefully this brief offseason will end in about, what, three, four weeks when training camps open up, and of course we'll have everything from the offseason to the training camp to the season right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Right now, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And uh, if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about the topic, question, or comment that's on your mind. You can also contact us via Twitter and follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. And we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. So let's get started with uh, a little bit more on this whole controversy about the Fisherman jerseys, and again, not surprised based on the history of it that the Islanders did not use the Fisherman jersey as their reverse retro jerseys. Those were unveiled on Monday, and most of the so-called experts graded the Islanders low, you know, ranking the 31 reverse retro jerseys, said they didn't put a lot of imagination into it, they could have gone with the Fisherman jersey, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Again, I, I thought these jerseys were fine. I understand why they didn't want to go with the fisherman 
uh, logo, although I also understand why some fans liked it. And certainly as a third jersey uh, or a fourth jersey, it, it has a lot of appeal in that limited role, even though when the team wore it from 1995 to 1997, it, uh, you know, they were not playing good hockey back during that issue. Meanwhile, uh, during that time, but meanwhile, what the Islanders are doing, uh, and this is a, a little bit ironic to some people, they are selling merchandise using the fisherman's logo and uh you know that captain highliner as he was officially known there are uh, backpacks baseball caps ski caps uh all for sale at the nhl uh pro shop with those logos on it so not going that way but still trying to make a buck off that logo and why not you know what if there's a demand and the islanders have the uh rights to that logo, why not use it? Why not take that and try to sell it if, if people want to buy it? And, and I'll tell you something else. Uh, no doubt in my mind that if sales of the uh, Fisherman logo or Captain Highliner or the Gorton's Fisherman or Stan Fischler, however you want to look at it, uh, if sales of the Fisherman logo uh, Jersey are high enough, consistent enough, and, and, you know, moving enough, little doubt that that logo probably will make some kind of future appearance, uh, in an Islanders jersey, whether it's in warm-ups, like they did for charity a few years back, whether it's a future third or jersey, uh, or a retro jersey, whatever format or excuse they have, Little doubt that if sales of this jersey continue to be high, that we will see some kind of continued use of it. And, you know, that is, for better or for worse, the best way for people to vote using, you know, using their pocketbook, so to speak. So uh, we'll see how that one plays out. But as of right now, uh, they're selling merchandise with it, but not going to use it as the reverse retro jersey. One other thing that I, I wanted to mention, you know, I've mentioned on the show a number of times instances where the Islanders are not getting enough respect from the national media. Well, right now I'd like to mention an instance where they are getting a little bit of respect, and Bryce Chevalier came out with an analytics piece uh, on his site, uh, architect-hockey.com, and it talked about the top five defensive players in the NHL over the last three seasons, and who do you think was number one on that list? Yeah, believe it or not, it was our own Adam Pellick, and that was great to see. Uh, Pellick ranking first, rounding out the top five, Florida's Mackenzie Weger, uh, Washington's Nick Jensen, Charlie McAvoy of the Bruins, and Travis Dermott of the Maple Leafs among defensemen, and to see Pellick at the top of that list. Now, again, this is all analytics, so it is 
more or less statistic-oriented uh, rather than who gets attention from the media, who's recognized just, you know, by the media. But at the same time, maybe this backs up the idea that the Islanders certainly deserve more respect than they're getting and that some of their players really uh, get the job done without a lot of fanfare and without a lot of recognition. So congratulations are in order for Adam Pellick for uh, winning that, I wouldn't say award, but for, for finishing first among defensemen throughout the league over the last three years. And look, Pellick, 26 years old, just entering his prime or right in his prime as we speak. And it looks to me like uh, it's great that the Islanders will have him around for the foreseeable future. All right, we've still got a lot to get to. Our Islanders' birthday of the day, a look at the Josh Bailey trade rumors, and a whole lot more. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. And Islanders fans, I know what it's like when later in the day you hit your wall. Whether it's a mental wall or a physical wall, you can break through it with Built Go every day. It's an energy gel that comes in easy-to-take one-and-a-half-ounce packages, and it comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. And it's just like five-hour energy without that crash feeling, and it's all-natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking an energy drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Built Go combines energy gel and collagen protein Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into the system fast, and it's easy on the stomach. It's got beta alanine, vitamin B3, honey, caffeine, a little kick of caffeine, vitamin B6, and vitamin B12. And collagen, by the way, promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. That means this stuff literally makes you look better. Right now, visit BuiltGo.com. Use the promo code LOCKED. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. All right, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And today we wish a very happy 54th birthday to former Islanders goaltender Tom Draper. Draper was with the Islanders during the 1993-94 season, uh, had a 4.23 goals against average that year and an 8.64 save percentage. Draper, uh, a, a native of Quebec, uh, came up, drafted originally by the Winnipeg Jets in the eighth round back in 1985, spent four productive years at the University of Vermont, and then joined the Jets, really was more or less uh, one of those players who was an NHL journeyman, but an AHL all-star. And that was sort of a tough position. Played, in addition to Winnipeg, for Buffalo before joining the Islanders. And after the Islanders was with the Winnipeg Jets. Played some in Finland. Played in the AHL, the IHL. Uh, and the ECHL, even finishing up his career briefly in the UHL in 2003 and 2004 before retiring. And Draper, again, you know, one of those guys that was a little too good for the minor leagues, but not quite consistent enough to play 
uh, a lot in the NHL. Five foot 11, 185 pounds, so an average sized goalie. We're going to go back and look at one of his better games as an Islander, October 29th, 1993, at the Thunderdome down in Tampa. Islanders taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, of course, Tom Draper is the goalie for the Islanders, while the Bolts go with Pat Jablonski uh, as their starter. The Islanders fell behind early, just two and a half minutes into the game. Tim Berglund, his first from Brian Bradley and Roman Hammerlick. It was one to nothing Tampa Bay, but the Islanders do bounce back. They get two goals in a little more than two and a half minutes. First, Tom Curvers, his third from Marty McGinnis at 13.09, and then Derek King, his sixth of the year. Steve Thomas and Pierre Turgeon with the helpers at 15.46 at the end of the first period. Islanders, two, and the Lightning, one. Islanders would add to the lead in the second period. Derek King is second of the game, seventh of the season. Rich Pilon and Pierre Turgeon with the assist at 6.54. 3-1 Islanders after 40 minutes. In the third, the Islanders' power play gets going with Dennis Savard, the future Hall of Famer, off for high sticking. Ray Ferraro, his fourth goal of the season. Benoit Hogue and Tom Curvers with the assists at 7.40. Islanders up 4-1. Pat Elianuk with his third from Brent Gretzky and Roman Hammerlick with 12 seconds left. Got the lightning a little closer, but the Islanders skate away with a 4-2 victory. And for Tom Draper, uh, who is our Islanders' birthday of the day, 26 saves in this one to earn what was his only win with the New York Islanders. Derek King with two goals, Pierre Turgeon, uh, two helpers, Tom Curvers, one goal and one assist on this day. Vladimir Malikov, Rich Pilon, and Steve Thomas leading the Islanders with plus twos uh, in this game, as did Derek King. And as far as shots on goal are concerned, well, this is the dead puck era. Steve Thomas leading the Islanders with four. Islanders outshot in this game 28-19, to but the solid goaltending of Draper manages to get them the victory. And, and again, for Tom Draper... One of those players who really struggled to earn a spot in the NHL, but was a multiple-time All-Star in his minor league career. And, you know, Draper, liked by his teammates, hardworking guy, and uh, that is sort of what happened to Tom Draper. Left the Islanders after that 93-94 season. Uh, did not appear for the Islanders in the playoffs that year. And, and, of course, the Islanders stay in the playoffs only too brief in 1993-94. Ron Hextall was the starter that year, and the Islanders were eliminated in four straight games by the Rangers. That was, by the way, Al Arbor's last season as the head coach of the Islanders, and sort of a, a sad way to see him go. But for Tom Draper, we wish him a very happy 54th birthday. Uh, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We'll address the Josh Bailey trade rumors and 
some little issues coming up as far as the uh, collective bargaining agreement with the NHL and the NHLPA is concerned. Got to get this ironed out or they can't start the season. All that still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Folks, if you're like me, you want to have a protein bar before you work out, but it doesn't always taste good and the texture isn't good. Well, that's never a problem with Built Bar. It's the best tasting candy bar ever. Comes in 18 amazing flavors, including six new ones like carrot cake, cherry barcia, apple almond crisp, caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake, and my favorite, cookies and cream. All 18 flavors are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. You can get flavors with nuts and without, and all of them are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they fit in great with the keto diet. Let's look at the peanut butter flavor, 19 grams of protein in every bar, just 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. So briefly as we head into the weekend, uh, lots of reports going on right now. The league, the owners, coming in and trying to tweak the escrow structure with regard to uh, the way the players put away some of their salary. And the players, according to uh, Elliot Friedman up in Canada Sportsnet, they feel betrayed. There was a meeting earlier this week in which the league set forth two proposals. One was that players defer 20% of their salaries while the escrow increases to 25%. The second one said 26% for next season, but the escrow is unchanged until years four through six of the current CBA. So, uh, according to Friedman, there were audible gasps when this was presented uh, in the conference call, and it's tough because the players and owners had agreed to a 10% salary deferral for this coming season with escrow capping at 20% and then going down each year until 2022-2023. At the end of the day, obviously the owners asking for a little bit more because they are facing a season where there may be few or no fans in the stands, increased expenses with regard to testing. It's a tough call because I understand both sides. The owners want to get back as much money as they can. The players say, hey, we had a deal. We worked with you already. Now you're trying to change it up again. Hopefully the two sides can agree on something uh, to iron everything out before the start of the upcoming season. All right, some rumors going around uh, started by a... uh, an article on a website that covers the Florida Panthers that said that the Islanders may look to trade forward Josh Bailey. Bailey has $5 million a year uh, for four years left on his current contract. And look, we all know that the Islanders would love to free up cap space. In fact, let's take it a step further than that. We all know that the Islanders need to free up cap space. There is no way around it. 
You still have to sign Matt Barzal. Haven't done it yet. You don't have enough money to sign it based on all the contracts that currently exist. Someone's got to be moved or buried in the minors or buried on the long-term injury list. And Islander fans know they still want to add, if possible, another offensive weapon because this team was still in the 20s somewhere uh, in goals scored around the league. But I'll tell you, Josh Bailey is very, very unlikely to be traded. First of all, Bailey is a valuable Islander. He led the team in points and assists during the playoffs. He is uh, an alternate captain, a leader in the locker room. He has experience. He's been an Islander his whole career, and he's versatile. You know, Bailey can play first line, second line, third line. He could play center. He could play wing. He sees the ice well. He's got very good vision. And yeah, he hasn't always been the most popular player among Islanders fans, but Josh Bailey, really the kind of guy that uh, Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello count on and really like when all is said and done. So I don't believe that Bailey will be moved. And, and there's another reason that it's unlikely. First of all, with the salary cap situation being what it is, and everybody knows that Bailey, uh, that rather that the cap is not going up over the next year or two because of COVID and the money that the owners are losing from ticket sales, uh, that's an issue, and very few people are going to be willing to take a $5 million cap hit for the next four years. Maybe they could be persuaded to take it for a year, maybe two, but four years is an awfully long time to make a commitment, and Bailey is, you know, just past 30 right now, and to me, it just doesn't make sense that there would be a high demand for a player like Josh Bailey. Again, could you trade Leo Komarov? Could you trade Johnny Boychuk? Maybe. Those guys have less time left on their deals, but at the end of the day, uh, I just don't see the Islanders looking to trade Bailey. It, it would be a move of desperation that says they can't get anything else done. Now, there is a reason that maybe you would want to trade Bales, and that is this. Uh, at his age, you know, four years left on that contract, coming off a very strong playoff and a solid regular season, you trade Josh Bailey right now, this is probably like his maximum benefit as far as the trade market is concerned. His value may never be higher. So if you're just looking to say when's the best time to trade Josh Bailey, yeah, now may very well be it. But overall, not something I think the Islanders are eager to do or are looking to do. But you know what? That being said, I don't think the Islanders wanted to trade Devon Taves either, and they ended up trading Taves because they didn't really have a choice based on the salary cap numbers. So that rumor is out there. I say it is very unlikely that anything happens with it, but got to discuss it just the same. 
and let everybody know what's going on. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Don't forget, check out Locked On NHL for a national perspective on the National Hockey League. Uh, And believe me, that's a great show. I think you'll enjoy it very much. We'll be back Monday with a new episode of Locked On Islanders. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.